Hello there, everybody. Hey, friends. Okay, so I'm going to get down to it really quick on this episode on what the heck is going on with real estate. It depends on who you ask, right? And the truth of the matter is that we are seeing something that um, we're, we're basically navigating uncharted waters, right? This is a very, very unique climate something that even economists will tell you we haven't seen in the past. And so I'm going to just break it down in the following manner. As somebody who's held a license in real estate for the last 20 years and who has seen pretty much every single type of scenario that you can possibly think of under the sun, I have worked directly with the courts in some of the most complex matters in the state of California, from marital dissolutions to probates, um, neighbor wars, contested assets. I mean, you name it, I've seen it, I've done it. Um, Mold cases, uh, fault line cases, (laughs) and the list goes on and on and on. So anyhow, the bottom line is this. I don't care what the media is saying. I don't care what the economists are predicting. It really comes down to this. Are you a buyer? Are you a seller? Are you an investor? So there's three different categories that we have to break it down when you're looking at purchasing or disposition of assets in this market. The next thing that we would need to tackle is, um, I I know this is going to sound a little crazy, but it's mental health, okay? And what I mean by that is everything in this life costs you something. So whether you're thinking of buying, selling, or investing what is the action that you're about to take or not take going to cost you in terms of sleepless nights, in terms of maybe maybe you're, you're be acquiring peace, um, maybe it's going to put a serious strain in some relationships in your life or has been putting a serious strain in some relationships in your life. So I'm not just going to ask you to look at how many dollars you have in the bank. Um, I'm going to ask you to really take a look at it from a perspective of what you are losing in terms of um, basically almost like a little piece of your soul, right? That you leave on the table when we make these huge financial decisions because they do take a toll. Uh, there's an old saying that I love that states the things we own can own up ending uh, can end up owning us, right? And so this is so very true when it comes to real estate, because although it is such a blessing to acquire an asset, it can also be a huge chunk of responsibility. And if you are in a situation where you want out because maybe you're looking for your next chapter or you want out of a relationship that has deteriorated, um, obviously having your name attached to a grand deed, having your name attached to something so large can make it feel heavier when it's time to make huge decisions and to walk away. But I got to tell you, okay, uh, right now I'm talking to my sellers, especially those that may be going through some tough times, like, um, you've lost someone you love and you have so many memories in that house, or perhaps you're going through a divorce and, um, it's time to walk away from I mean, you prayed about this house once upon a time, right? You you dreamed about this house. And now this thing that you wanted more than life that has meant your shelter, the place where you came home, you celebrated all the days that were important to you. Now you feel like that 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 is all up, you know, for for a loss or, you know, um, is gonna be ripped away from you in some way, shape, or form. But I gotta tell you this. As somebody who's been doing real estate for 20 years, when you finally decide mentally to release an asset that has been holding you down. 
holy moly, you guys, the magic on the other side of that, it shows up in your life in ways that you could not imagine. I mean, I am telling you, people stand taller once they make that decision to detoxify their life of this asset that's been like a rock around their neck, right? All of a sudden, they're starting to stand taller. Maybe they've been working out harder. Um, their clothes are fitting better. They're making better eye contact. They decide it's time to date better people or invest into different relationships in their life, um, whether it's career, spiritually, um, financially, you name it. You just see a different individual, uh, an empowered individual that now all of a sudden has all this energy to put into something worthwhile, into something good, because, you know, these sleepless nights fighting with attorneys or just fighting with ourselves, right? The internal dialogue and the internal um, demons that you fight when you're, when you're trying to decide if you're going to go left, right, or pivot, whew, that takes a toll. That's heavy. And so once you release all that toxic energy and you say enough, I'm going to cut my losses and I'm going to move on and my best days are yet ahead of me. This chapter has come to an end and you release it with gratitude. You don't release it with hate. You don't release it with resentment, right? There is a right way to let it go. And the right way is really with gratitude. So just keep in mind that no matter what happened in that property, at one point you wanted it. It was everything you wanted. And so when it's time to let go, you really have to feel like that gratitude in the pit of your belly and just take like a deep breath and you think that that house, you think that condo, you think that asset, whatever it may be, and you exhale and you release it. And you thank God. If you're a spiritual person, if you believe in God, thank God. And just, you know, let it go with peace. There is some magic on the other end of that. So that's a little bit of a golden nugget for my sellers that are struggling right now. The market is tough. Assets are still selling. They're taking a little longer. We have to work a little harder as agents. For those of us who have survived a recession in the past, um, we kind of have a little bit more of, I think, the upper hand. I'd hate to say it, but it's true because we know that, you know, tough markets, they make tough agents. And so you come out at the end, at the, at the other end of this, you come out knowing that you can survive this because you have survived it in the past and you can help clients with tough scenarios that are out there and keeping them up at night, right? You can counsel them through that, advocate with them through that. So that's just a little golden nugget for my sellers. For my buyers, I would say, of course, it's going to vary from individual to individual, but if you are in a position where you've been putting off buying a house um, because you're just not sure if it's the right time, I'm going to tell you this. It depends on how long you plan on staying in the house. If you think you may be leaving the state of California in a year, eh, maybe I'm going to say to that person, hold off, right? Because we really truly don't know where the market's going to be in a year. But you can't lose on residential real estate as long as it's a long-term hold. So if this is a place that you plan on turning into a home, if you're going to remodel that kitchen because you want to celebrate a whole bunch of Thanksgivings there, if you're planning on bringing babies home from the hospital or having birthday parties in that backyard or whatever it may be that you're planning on doing in that house, if you're planning on turning that house into a home and this is going to be a long-term hold, um, long-term in California seems to be about five to seven years, California loves to move. So when I say long-term, um, to my friends in Montana, this may be 20, 30 years. In California, five, seven years. So if you're planning on staying in that house for a while, then I would say it's not a bad idea for you to consider buying something. Um, if you've been like, 
<laughs> if you've been obsessed with like HGTV lately and all this do-it-yourself stuff, you can't do that in a rental, right? And so if you really want to get the wiggles out and get some of that creative juices flowing, the only way you're going to be able to do that is go ahead and buy something. Um, and again, as long as you're thinking of long-term holding, I think you're going to be okay. And um, again, long-term holding, five to seven in California, I think that you would be more than fine. For people that are not in a stable relationship, I'd hate to say this, but if you're not in a stable relationship, if you do not know where you're going to be in six months to a year, and that's when I say unstable, I'm talking about with an employer, with a spouse, with um, perhaps... Yeah, your relationship with the state of California. We got a ton of people leaving right now. So whatever that relationship may be, um, if it's not like a stable long-term thing in your head, then perhaps maybe you're better off holding off a little while. Give yourself like about nine to 12 months to regroup, reanalyze, but stay ready, okay? So this doesn't mean that you take whatever money you have in savings and you blow it in some fancy vacation overseas or do something completely um, ridiculous with the money. So you stay ready, right? It's kind of like instead of chasing the wave, you're gonna position yourself to catch the wave when the time is right. And so you keep your credit up, you keep your savings in place, you keep everything. You almost live as like a homeowner. You have to live like a homeowner mentally before you can become a homeowner on paper. So you keep all those boxes checked off. And when the moment comes, you reanalyze, you regroup in about nine to 12 months. And now you're in a better position to make an educated decision. For my investors, I think it's going to depend on long-term investing or short-term investing. And it's also going to uh, depend on the return on investment. So obviously, the lower you pick up the asset, um, the greater return on investment, but also the greater, uh, probably the greater uh, bill you're going to have on the repairs because there's going to more than likely, depending on how you pick up this asset, there may be... um, liens against the property, uh, huge termite bills. You know, uh, a lot of times I flip on the side. I actually have a corporation that I've incorporated um, for years now where I buy assets and flip on the side. And a lot of times you really don't even know what you're getting into until you start removing the floors and, you know, breaking the ground and you start looking into the plumbing and all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. Um, Things that you weren't even expecting. So I always tell people, to budget um, and then add another 30000 to the budget just to be safe. Um, because if you can't afford to do that, you probably shouldn't be flipping. Um, but anyhow, to make a really long story short, for my uh, smaller investors, I would say that if you can purchase right now and you can do a, a you know, basically a hold, uh, a hold, which you would turn it into a rental, that would be fantastic, Right. Um, if you still want to do like the risky gambly, uh, short-term investments where you're going to buy something, flip it in 90 days, it's back on the market. That's cool too. But again, just pay attention to your numbers. Make sure the return on investment is out there. The best deals are the ones that have not hit the MLS. So who, you know, matters. Um, I don't think that hitting up a bunch of real estate agents and asking them, Hey, who do you know? Like, if you think of any one who's, you know, going to list their house. Can you hit me up before it hits the MLS? I, I honestly, guys, that doesn't work. And I'll tell you, just as somebody who's been in the game for 20 years, we get so many of those spammy messages from all over the country every single day, and you become a seagull. Um, if you've ever been at the beach and you throw a piece of bread, you'll see how these seagulls fight, and they'll like poke each other's eyes out and all this crazy stuff for that 
piece of bread, right? You want to be like an eagle. You want to fly above all of that. But when you do see something that makes sense for you, you're going to swoop down. So instead of a whole bunch of quantity where you're putting out all these spammy texts and making people's life like me a little harder, guys, we don't like those messages. That does not make you stand out from the crowd. I would highly suggest building relationships with people in your life that you know are real, that you know have the power to make your life stronger and better when it comes to acquiring assets and then really just building, going deeper with those people. So build a good relationship with those people, a relationship where they know what you stand for. Hey, you know, I'm real. This is, this is my bank statements. This is the assets that I have flipped in the past. This is how quickly I can close. Um, this is what I can bring to the table. So if you have those kind of conversations with people that already know you and you're willing to be raw and transparent and authentic and put it all out there, when the moment does come, they're going to think about you and they're going to say, oh, so-and-so. So um, again, the spammy stuff, you don't want to be like those seagulls where they're all fighting for the same piece of bread. That's just, it's a turnoff, guys. I hate it. I personally hate those messages and I don't take those people serious. So, but I do know who the people in my life that are serious are that if I have an asset that is a fantastic opportunity, I know who to hit up so that, you know, um, a lot of times you will have clients that will tell you, I don't want my house in the MLS. I don't want the neighbors to know that I'm selling. Um, I just want to get rid of this property as quickly as possible. I don't want to have open houses. I don't want to have to do repairs. I don't want to do an appraisal. I don't want to do any closing costs. I want them to pay off all my liens and, um, you know, let's see what the highest and best offer can be to that audience, right? And so that's going to be your true blue investor who's proven yourself, who's proven themselves to you in the past. Um, so again, I hope this helps. I just wanted to preach a little to the choir this morning. As many of you know, I have been doing residential real estate for the last 20 years. It's my baby. I have branched out to so many different um, facets of real estate. I'm a true blue real estate nerd. And I think you know, um, it comes from my humble beginnings as an immigrant, right? It's like when I got to this country, my family and I didn't speak the language. We literally got here with the shirts on, on our backs. And what real estate really did to me was like, holy crap, I could buy a little piece of the state of California. Like this dirt is actually mine. And I've done that. I've gone out and bought raw lands and I've literally just stood out there in gratitude and like, thank God and my lucky stars and like picked up a piece of rock from my land and like, you know, bro broken the dirt in my hand as goofy as that sounds and just kind of like sit there and let it soak in and be like, this is mine. Like I own this parcel. And, um, that is just fantastic. It is such an amazing feeling to feel like you've got those roots down somewhere. So I truly believe in residential real estate, but what I believe in more than anything is mental health. If something is hurting you, I don't think it's something that you should hold on to. If something is hurting you, I don't think it's something that you should chase. So ask yourself why it is that you want to make a decision to either purchase or what's keeping you from maybe letting go of an asset that's been helping you stay up at night, no longer serving you. Um, you know, there is all of us have an eagle, okay? And the ones, those of us who are aware that we have an eagle um, can kind of like hush it down and keep it in check more. But every single person has an eagle. And not all eagle means that you're like super proud and walking around puffing your chest out like a gorilla. No, sometimes there is people, the people with the biggest eagles are the saddest people, right? Because they're holding on to these stories of being a victim. And poor me, poor me, poor me, once upon a time, this was a happy house. Poor me, poor me, poor me, once upon a time, you know, my life was going different. 
different. You know what? The people that are living in acceptance and in gratitude um, are the happiest people. And so none of us are immune from having bad things happen to us. Um, But how you perceive that moment in your life and how you accept it um, will really make a huge difference in the outcome. So I have dealt with people that are divorcing, and I always say there's a right way to divorce and a wrong way to divorce. Um, A good marriage takes work and a good divorce takes work. So when I have sat down with people that are just really in acceptance and ready to take on their next chapter with, you know, like just with everything they have, with every cell in their DNA, you know, vibing as high as possible. Those are the people that tend to have like the best escrows. I swear to you, they attract the best and most amazing buyers. Um, the, The escrows are like textbook, right? Like they open and they close in the blink of an eye and there's no issues. Why? Because that human is no longer emotionally attached to that house. By the time they've met me or while they're meeting me, they are ready to declutter, depersonalize, let go of the things that have been feeling heavy, and they're actually looking forward to their next chapter. Even if that next chapter is an apartment, but an apartment with fresh paint where they can throw down some fresh rugs and you know maybe go to a Ikea or wherever and buy whatever it is that's new. It doesn't have to be expensive, but it's theirs, and it doesn't have these stories from the past. It's a fresh start you know, those seem to be the happiest people. The things we have don't have to be expensive, but they have to have, I think, good energy attached to them. And nothing that's, you know, got a ton of negative energy attached to it, like a whole bunch of old memories, um, I feel like is going to serve us very, very well. So I would much rather have a fresh start with things from Ikea, then hold on to super duper expensive things from a marriage where I had to fight and like drag the other party through dirt to acquire. Um, I'm not putting anyone down. If you have something that you feel like is worth fighting for, that's, that's on you. But I'm just telling you, if I have a choice to go to the grave happy or right, I'm going to choose happy 10 times out of 10. Life is short. And the things that we own, once again, can end up owning us. I love, 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 love the people in my life and my experiences and my memories more than things. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have nice things. It's okay to have a really cool dining room table that you're excited about or a comfortable couch that you've been wanting, a TV, whatever that may be. But just know that if that were to leave you tomorrow, it's not that big of a deal. Um, At the end of the day, you guys, it truly is just drywall. And your peace of mind, how these things are making you feel is the most important thing. Um, I just, I just had an experience this morning, actually, I was praying over an individual that is hurting at a very, very high level that I'm working with right now. And this gentleman, um, you know, is not very well liked. Um, it's a very, very con- tested, um, highly, highly volatile divorce situation with restraining orders and everything you can imagine. There's a lot of history here. And I was just praying over this man's soul. This man has not been kind. This man has been extremely angry, extremely, um, he's lashed out at pretty much everyone in his life that you could think of, um, (laughs) from his attorney to everybody involved. Um, and I just, you know, I prayed over it. I just prayed. I, I know that those people are the ones that are hurting the most. And, um, the phone rang this morning and much to my surprise, um, which I shouldn't be because I see this happen in my line of work all the time. He just had a different attitude this morning and it was like this sense of peace had come over him. And he kind of just was, 
sober and um and just really realizing that what he's been fighting for makes absolutely no sense because it's making him sick and it's making him miserable and for the first time in a long time i heard peace in this man's voice and um there's there's magic that's about to happen in this man's life his situation is about to turn around he has been living for 7 years you guys fighting for this particular asset um i have only been involved for 48 hours um, I was a court appointed listing agent on the transaction. And for those 48 hours, I have seen, I mean, the first 24 were, um, everyone was warning me of what I was about to get into, what have you. I experienced it, some of it myself. I was on a conference call with all the, the attorneys and I got, a, I got a taste of what it's like, um, what it's been like for these parties. And again, 48 hours. Um, and today I got to see a whole different side of this guy. And I think that it was fantastic that he has had this aha moment with himself and the universe and is just ready to, to, to let go of this pain that he's been fighting about because I believe that this is where the magic is going to happen and he's going to really heal and make some amazing things happen. So I know I've been a little bit all over the place because there is no one size fits all with real estate right? So whether you're a buyer, whether you're a seller, whether you're an investor, these are all just very general, vague examples. Um, it does not, it may not represent your current situation, but I would say, um, stay ready, whatever side of the fence you're on, stay ready. Because if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Right. And then, um, my second piece of advice would be to really spend some time alone with you and just like sit with it sit with the idea of this asset that you want to like let go of or acquire and really, really let your intuition talk to you. Like, what is it that, that this really means to you? What is it that you're fighting for? Um, because at the end of the day, it may surprise you. The answer may surprise you. And lastly, who you work with matters. Um, pick someone that you feel really resonates with, um, with your soul, somebody that you genuinely feel like, okay, I think this person gets me, I get them. Um, because not all agents, not all attorneys, not all CPAs, not all hairdressers, mechanics, I don't care what someone does for a living, um, plumbers, they're not all created equal. So they, they may all read the same books and take the same test to get licensed and to stay licensed. But you know, the life experiences that an individual has will mold them. The way they react when no one's around, um, how they carry themselves um, in the face of adversity and challenge, those things will affect you. You want somebody that knows when to fight, but you also know somebody, you want somebody that knows when it's time to take a deep breath and kind of like maybe um, let it fall to the ground and pick it up the next day. Um, Because quite frankly, not all real estate agents are created equal. The market is changing. There is a lot of, um, there's a lot of changes out there. And so who you pick to work with nowadays is going to matter more than ever. Um, I would say take the time to interview the human, um, trust the professionals in your life. Chances are that if that good people know good people. So if you have, um, somebody in the past who's perhaps, had a good experience, um, whether it's an attorney or whatever, um, listen to what that individual has to say, but know that there's not a one size fits all. So maybe they were great for them, but they may not be great for you. So again, this is just a time to really sharpen your saw, to trust your intuition at a really, really high level. And above and foremost, 
more than anything else out there, I would say choose peace. Okay. Choose peace because if you're at peace, those answers will come to you. When you're at peace, if whether your goal is to be happy or make money, it's like a radio station without static. The answers will come to you more freely because you will not be in that situation where you're sharing your energy with negative things. So um, I am sending you lots of love from my house to your house, whatever your scenario is out there. I just really found, um, <laughs> I found that today I wanted to talk to you about real estate and not just the business side of it, but like what it does to your soul if it's not done right. So I'm sending you much, much love. Stay at peace, whatever you choose, choose happy, choose peace. And um, until next time, thanks for listening.